Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Asher Marketing Podcast. I'm Anthony Giuliano, and my guest this week is Jen Story. Jen, how you doing? Great. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for doing this. Really appreciate it. So you just moved offices, correct? Yes, we were down on Wayne Street um, for 25 plus years. Okay. Um, and we just moved to 435 East Brackenridge, so it's kind of a stone's throw away, but um, more in the East Central neighborhood of Fort Wayne. So. All right. So what has that been like? Has it been chaos? Has it been pretty organized? <laughs> <laughs> a little well, bit of both. I can't say the move wasn't a little chaotic, because what move is it? But, yeah. um, you know, the the building was great. Um, when you work for an architecture firm, you have the luxury of designing your building, which mm-hmm. is not me personally, but, you know. Yeah. Um, so it's, you know, it's been tailored to fit us and uh, feels like home already. I mean, we've been there for just a few weeks, and um, I feel like the space is better for collaboration. I feel like um, it's a lot more open. We have more space to grow, which is you know, a true benefit. Yeah, for sure. So what was there previously? Do you know what was in that space? So I know it's been a lot of things over the years. It's a historical, or Mm -hmm. will be a historical building. Um, We're going through that process of adding it to the historical registry. Um, I know it was a bakery at one point. Okay. Um, I know it housed Matilda Jean for a while. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, And now it's us. All right. Okay. Well, congratulations on that. And especially since it's over and you can now be more productive in that new space. Yeah. Oh, good. So, Jen, let's talk about how you got to that new office um, and take the long view and talk about career path. Mm -hmm. And I'd like you to start at the beginning. What I always ask guests is to share a little bit about what you were thinking about in terms of careers when you were coming of age, when you were thinking about your future. Where did you go with that? What did you do about it? And then did you pivot? And if so, where, when did you pivot? Sure. Well, we'll start at the very beginning. When I was in kindergarten, at my kindergarten graduation, I wanted to be either a vet or a farmer. <laughs> I am not either of those okay. things. Okay. All right. Um, so uh, I, from when I was very young, I've always loved drawing, being artistic. Mm-hmm. Um, any coloring contest, sign me up. You know? Yep. Um, art shows, I was always in them. Always um, interested in the arts, um, anything creative. So um, through high school, that's kind of where my focus was too. Mm-hmm. I tried ceramics, I tried painting, you know. Yeah. I had the opportunities to do that at the high school I was at. Um, and then going into college, I knew, you know, I don't know what the heck I want to do yep. for my job, but yeah. I wanted to go to college for something that I enjoyed. So mm-hmm. I went for fine art. Um, kind of with every intention of I'm not going to be a professional painter when I'm out of school, but sure. wanted to enjoy my time and wanted to have that experience under my belt. So, okay. And you attended IPFW, now Purdue University, Fort Wayne, Yes. Correct? So you grew up in Fort Wayne, is that true? Yep, grew up in Fort Wayne, um, moved to Springboro, Ohio for middle school part for a little bit okay. of time, and then we moved back. So, All right, but, okay. Yeah. So you, and, and I had a very similar experience where I, I didn't decide discover um, what I was going to major in until a couple years into college. I tried just about every major you can imagine and landed on English because I was like, okay, I'm apparently pretty good at this, um, or at least I'm not terrible at it, which I was at all my other majors. <laughs> I don't know what I want to do with it, but I'll get a degree and see what happens. Was that kind of the case for you? Yeah, I, I uh, was kind of thinking about a switch to anthropology briefly. I loved those classes. I liked um, bioanthropology in particular. 
but I wasn't, you know, great at it. Mm -hmm. Um, And it Mm -hmm. it wasn't really where my passion was. So I, you know, I considered making a switch, um, but I I just knew that I wanted to always do something creative. Okay. Whatever that was. So you you finish with a degree in fine arts and painting, is that Mm -hmm. correct? Yeah. So now it's time to go into the workforce and you have a degree that you enjoyed, but not necessarily pointing you towards a specific career. What do you do at that point? So in college, this has nothing to do, well, it has a little bit to do with um, what I'm doing now. So I was a tech for an optometrist. Okay. And, um, I always knew, you know, I wanted to do something to help people. Mm-hmm. So I enjoyed doing that job to get me through school. Yep. And then um, had to make the decision, well, I could stay with this or I could keep doing what I want to do, something creative. Mm-hmm. So I worked in a print shop for a few years okay. um, after that position. And I would recommend that to anybody who's in marketing because I think you get a good handle on just the process, mm-hmm. what that takes. If you're ordering things for print and you don't know what the heck you're asking for, it makes it really complicated yeah. You know, for both sides. Yep. Um, so that was a really good experience. Um, and then I found um, the job at Macmillan Health. Mm -hmm. Um, They were actually customers of ours at the print shop, Uh so I knew them a bit. Um, And I saw the position open, and I went for it, then went over there um, to work on marketing. Okay. Um, I liked that job because it had to do with health, and I knew that I was interested in health, Um, but I could be creative, so it kind of meshed the worlds a little bit. Sure. So for folks who may not be familiar with Macmillan Health, what's the mission of that organization? Um, so they provide preventive health education um, mm-hmm. for all ages, okay. all abilities. Um, and it was a, you know, it was a great job, great place to learn. Sure. For sure. sure. And you were there for how long? Um, it was about seven years. Okay. All right. So then you make a switch and mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about why you decided to do something different and where you went from there. So from there, I went to MKM Architecture and Design. Yep. Um, you know, it sounds like a funny switch to go from a health center to an architecture firm, but MKM, um, their mission is to provide spaces for that promote health and well-being. So they're very health-focused. We do a lot of hospital builds, mm-hmm. health clinics, um, libraries, healthy places, any anything that can help promote healthy lifestyle. Sure. And, and if my understanding is correct, MCAM works really nationwide. You're not just doing builds in Northeast Indiana, correct? We do a, a, most of our work, I'd say, mm-hmm. through the Midwest, but we've yeah. done work in Florida. We've done, you know, we've done work okay. all over the place. All right. And, and how long have you been in MKM now? Um, just past my first year All a right. couple months ago. So. Okay. All right. So you are, you've been there long enough to know a little bit, still in learning mode. Tell us a little bit more about MKM. What's the team structure like? How many people work there? What does the team you work directly with look like? And, and what exactly is your role? What do you do most days? Okay. Uh, so our team consists of architects. Obviously, we have two interior designers on staff. Um, My team that I primarily work with is more on the admin side. Mm -hmm. So um, I work really closely with our office manager, doing events with the office, um, and I handle digital marketing, which includes like our social media, website, um, press releases, things like that. Um, I work closely with our director of business development and 
you know, I'm anything that I can do to support her efforts so we can get the word out about what great work we're doing, um, I'm there for her. And, okay. And the architects. All right. And were you responsible for the open house event at the new facility? I was. And that went okay? Everything it went, went well? great. Yeah, yeah, we had a great time. Oh, good. Um, one of the things I think people don't um, think about a lot when they're going into a career in marketing, you're, you're kind of dabbling in a lot of things. Any time I've been involved in marketing, I've had some hand in events or yep. been doing the whole thing. So yeah. um, I enjoy that. I like the diversity of that. And that party was great. Yeah. Well, I always enjoyed it when it was over. It can be really stressful yes. leading up to because, you know, sometimes you don't have much of a sense of of how many people are going to show up and you ping pong between what if no one shows up and what if too many people show up? Yep. And that's what I was teetering on. But I think it was just right. We hit the sweet spot and well, it good. Ended up being great. Well, that's great. So tell me a little bit about your the the way in which you've sort of kept um, involved in creative endeavors. You obviously aren't doing exactly what you studied in school, but how do you keep that in parallel to what you're doing every day? What's creative about the job? Where have you diverted from that? And is that a good thing or is it a challenge for you? Uh, so I really enjoy um, the graphic design aspect yep. of what I've done. So a lot at Macmillan, I did a lot of graphic mm -hmm. design. That was kind of my primary role there. Um, and then switched more over to the digital, digital marketing side, doing a lot more with creative writing. Um, I would really like to take more creative writing classes, do more with that. Um, I think with any marketing position, I want to just make sure I'm still learning. Mm -hmm. um, I I don't like to be bored. I yeah. like to keep trying new things and be challenged. So um, I don't know where I was going with that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I've really, I've enjoyed kind of having the opportunity to try a lot of different things. Sure. And are you still, do you still paint on the side? Is that something you do as a hobby? Yeah. I, I would say a hobby, but as a well, you know, side endeavor. Well, I have a four-year-old four now, so I uh -huh. do less of that. <laughs> okay. Usually a watercolor if I can do it quickly, you know. Yeah. Um, but I still sketch and I still, um, you know, try to stay up in the trends and things like that. So. Okay. All right. So when you think about the work you're doing now and the fact you've been doing it for a year with MKM, what are some of the biggest challenges you've had to deal with in switching industries, switching jobs, and doing things that are maybe a little bit different than what you've done in the past? Well, there's the learning aspect of it, mm -hmm. um, to learn about what <clears throat> architecture means and what it really means for our organization, because it's more about the people. It's not about making a great building, which we're doing, but sure. there's so much more into like the psychology and to the human element in architecture that it was more apparent to me when I started at MKM than sure. I would have realized. Sure. Um, it's it's a deep, you, you develop these deep relationships with clients and really kind of go on this huge journey with them, a huge expensive journey. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And it's, it's a really cool thing to be, to, you know, be around um, support and and be a part of. Well, it's one of those things where they're going to be living with it every day, so you right. want to make sure you get it right, and right. that takes a lot of discovery work, figuring Absolutely. out what people's interests and, and preferences are, as well as how the space is going to be used. 
I, I'm, if I sound like I know what I'm talking about, I don't. But anything that you know, I, I say that sounds informed is only because my son is studying architecture, and he's taught me a lot about it in the five years he's been at school. Mm-hmm. So um, it's a field that I still don't know much about, but I'm intrigued by because of his interest and some of the things I've learned. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that um, you're working on now? You, you are through the event um, what are some of the things that are taking up a lot of space on your calendar, a lot of time, a lot of headspace, maybe keeping you up at night? Maybe they're exciting. Maybe they're a little bit of both. So um, something that anyone in marketing should always do is elevate your brand. Make sure um, you know, you're getting the right message out, telling people enough information about the things you're working on. Um, mixing it up enough so it stays interesting. Um, right now, we're going through a website redesign. Thanks to our friends at Asher. <laughs> well, thanks for working with us on that. As you can see, I was involved at the start, and then I got out of the way and let the really smart people here <laughs> handle it, because they know a lot more about that stuff than I do. So thank you for working with us on that. Yeah. So we'll uh, be kicking off a, that project on Friday, actually. Um, that will probably take up a lot of my headspace mm-hmm. for a little while, but yeah. I'm really excited about that, um, to really just put out the best website that we can. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, really show MKM the best way we want to. So this might sound like an obvious question to you, but what motivated the the new website? Um, You know, there's times when it's motivated by a brand change. You know, that's not necessarily true for you because you have a brand that's, you know, got some history to it. Sometimes it's motivated by changes in UX, UI. Sometimes it's motivated by other things. What led the the firm to decide it needed a new website? Truly, it started with limitations of the platform we were working mm-hmm. on. Um, that had become really frustrating for mm-hmm. me. Um, and just needing the support, needing mm-hmm. needing a team to kind of dive in and say, okay, what's broken here? What can we improve on? And, um, you know, what? how can we just really show off our culture at MKM the best way that we can? How can we show off our projects the best way we can? So just trying to get a better handle on how we can improve those things. Sure. So you've got the website. What are some other things that are taking up a lot of your time? Obviously, you're still learning the business, but what else is is on your plate? Oh, man, we have a Christmas party coming up. Aha, okay. <laughs> so you're responsible for that, too. Yes. All right. And and when is that happening? December 10th. Okay. So. Have, you ever, have you ever planned a Christmas party before? Heck yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Good. Well, good. Yeah. Um, Any I, hesitation you heard in my voice is, is because I haven't, and it's very daunting to me. Yeah. I I joined MKM just before our last Aha. Christmas party. Okay. So this isn't my first rodeo at MKM. All right. It'll okay. make it a little easier, but um, hoping this can be even better than last. So are you doing it at the new office, or are you doing it somewhere else? We're going to Three Rivers Distillery. Okay. All right. Yeah. A really fun place. And super close to our new office. Yeah, yeah, that works out a number <laughs> of different hurt. ways. Yeah, all right. Well, good luck with all that. Um, anything else? So website, learning the job, learning the industry, holiday party, anything else? Um, just staying up on, you know, new projects. We have a lot of new work coming in, so mm-hmm. making sure that I have a good handle on, you know, what's confidential, what I can talk about, sure. um, getting those press releases out, making yeah. sure that um, – people are aware as much as they can be 
um, about what we're working on. Yeah, well, and that's a really important thing. I mean, when we were talking about the website, I think there were some things that we felt like Asher and MKM had in common. And one of them was that you're so busy doing the work that it's hard to make time to tell the story about the work right. you're doing. So I applaud you for making that a priority. It's very easy to push that aside. We sometimes, even though we're in the business of doing that, we sometimes have trouble telling our own story mm-hmm. because client work always comes first. So I'm glad to hear that you're able to cover out a little time for that. Yes. And I want to talk about our culture at MKM. It is such a positive work environment. I work with the best people in the biz, I think. Um, so I want to make sure I'm talking about us too. So let's talk a little bit about that. What, what makes it a special place in your mind? A lot of times that can be hard to quantify, mm-hmm. but what have you recognized? You've been there long enough where you have some experience, but you're still new enough that you have some objectivity. Mm-hmm. What makes it a place that you feel has a good, good work culture? Um, so at MKM, we, you know, one of the first things we started off with is you're assigned a mentor. Mm-hmm. So I have a mentor that I've been working with since I got there to help me with professional development, just to lend an ear. Um, that's been really helpful and just feeling comfortable. Mm-hmm. And now I have this person that I can go to and I can rely on, you know, when I have questions, when I want to learn something. Um, I think that we are a lean team, but we have some of the smartest people I've ever met. It's intimidating. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's beneficial so that I can learn and sure. I can be the best gen that I can be yeah. personally and professionally. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I've met some of your folks. You do have some smart people. So smart. Yeah. And, just, and I experienced that too, where, you know, I always say you never want to be the smartest person in the room. And I have no trouble fitting that description same. to work in a pressure. <laughs> If there's somebody else in the room from Asher, I'm generally number two at that best. <laughs> Same. So, so um, okay, well, let's pivot to some of the quick hit questions I wanted to ask you. And the first has to do with careers. You started out like a lot of people thinking, you know, that knowing what your interests were and trusting that you would figure out the career piece later. You've done different things. You've worked on the nonprofit side. Now you're working for an architecture firm. You've done some graphic design. You're getting into different kinds of content creation and digital marketing. What's the biggest lesson you've learned about career fulfillment and satisfaction? The thing that if you had to share one thing about how to build a career that's going to be fulfilling and will be successful, what would you share with people about that? I would say um, the most beneficial thing on my career journey is to meet people. Um, It's out of my comfort zone because I consider myself fairly introverted. Mm -hmm. Um, But getting out doing um, volunteer work, get on a marketing committee, Mm -hmm. um, keep doing continuing education because it may change, you know, what you think you really want to do and it may, you know, enrich your life in some way. Sure. So um, volunteer work is pretty important to me. That's something that I've kept with, you know, from college on. Sure. Um, And I think that those have been some of the best experiences with connecting in the community and really in moving along in my career path, getting good advice and um, just, I think that's been really important to me. So where are you spending your time as a volunteer? What are the organizations you're connected to? So I volunteer on two committees with Healthier Moms and Babies. Mm -hmm. Um, I was on their board, um, but then decided life was a little bit too hectic for that. Yeah. And um, you became a mom with a baby. So you a mom had with the that baby. opportunity at home. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I needed the help. But yeah, um, yeah I, I still think it's been important to stay involved in some kind of 
um, marketing capacity. So I'm on their marketing mm-hmm. committee, but I'm also on their diaper dash committee, which is okay. for a 5K race nice. that they do. And okay. I just like that because it's fun. Yeah. So. All right. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to volunteering, it's it might sound like a cliche, but one of the best things about it is you're literally going to be working with people you probably wouldn't otherwise meet. Yeah. You know, even in even in a community the size of Fort Wayne, even though marketing is pretty broad, it's still kind of a small town group of people. You're going to run into a lot of the same people. But mm-hmm. when you're involved as a volunteer, you're going to run into people who have financial backgrounds, people who are in leadership at other organizations. And, you know, it's amazing to me, even though as long as I've been in this community, how many people I don't know and how many people I've met through a volunteer endeavor and probably wouldn't have met them otherwise. So yeah. I, I think that's great advice. All right. Second thing that I want to throw at you in terms of a quick hit question has to do with your your career that you're in now as a, as a marketer. What's something that you think is either underappreciated that you think deserves to be amplified or a myth or misconception that you want to debunk about the work that you do or the place that you work for that matter? It can be any of those things. Okay. Um, I would say <laughs> regarding MKM, uh, when you work for an architecture firm, it is not, and it has nothing to do with HGTV. <laughs> <laughs> that is in, completely inaccurate, and they'll probably kill me for saying that. But um, you know, I'm a sucker for a real quick before and after. That is not real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's not just 30 minutes from uh, no. start to finish. It's about a year, two years, five years. Yeah. So. Have you ever noticed on those shows, they're always in a hurry at the end. Yeah. It's like there's always a problem at the beginning that they didn't anticipate. It always cost money, and then it comes out. And, and I, I think they should just remove the artifice and show us how it really works start to finish. That's but. not completely inaccurate. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, and I there's always drama. There's okay. always something. Right. Um, I think that the special thing about what we do is we can kind of be that shoulder to cry on, sure. you know, when those moments get difficult and we have some pretty cool heads. So okay. I think we're the right people for that. Kind All of right. Thing. So you have your share of drama. You yeah. have some of the same things, but it's not exactly HGTV. No, okay. we don't have a lot of tears. <laughs> okay. At least in our building. <laughs> All right. Well, good. Well, good. All right. Last quick hit question. In terms of the the work you do as a marketer, what is one tool you use? It could be a trick you've learned. It could be a tip someone gave you. It could be a hack. It could be call it whatever you want. What's something that you've learned or that you use that is important to you that you think more people should know about? Um, A tool that I think has been helpful. um, I feel that what I've looked at so far has been kind of introductory, but HubSpot mm-hmm. has some mm-hmm. really great tutorials, yeah. um, especially if you're starting out fresh. Um, they have really good programs that cost you nothing. So I would say if you're in school, um, definitely start diving into those things. Sure. Um, even if you're in the profession, stay up on continuing education. Try and see what you don't know. Um Adobe has some really great programs too, mm-hmm. um, good tutorials, good classes. Um, so, so keep learning and keep learning. take advantage of what's out there. So, in terms of either HubSpot or Adobe, what types of content are you digesting? Is it blogs? Is it video content? Is it podcasts? Is it all of the above? What works for you? I um, prefer the blog content. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to work on you know, always brushing up on my sure. writing skills. So um, that kind of touches everything, whether you're creating a video, 
writing a blog post, doing a social media thing. You have to figure out how to write well and articulate what you're trying to say. So um, I think that's really important. Okay. All right. So are you actually using, in addition to learning from HubSpot, I assume you're using Adobe tools, tools like you know the Creative Suite. Mm-hmm. But are you using actual HubSpot tools, or are you just learning through the resources? Just learning they through the resources. Okay. But um, I use, I have used in the past um, InDesign. That's my favorite program ever. Okay, all right. Um, an Illustrator. Okay, and and I'm I'm intrigued by this because those can be pretty daunting programs to learn. Mm-hmm. Was that post college that you picked up? the Adobe Creative Suite, and yeah. did you learn on the job or did you get some training in it? Uh, when I was in the print shop, I fortunately okay. was able to learn a lot of that stuff. Um, yeah. We did some like little graphic design projects. I did some work for the downtown improvement district. So things like that kind of got me familiar with the tools. And then really it was just when I'm at home learning yeah. um, and we're working on personal projects that I could um, refine those skills. Sure, trial and error. Right. And that's, you know, one of the big takeaways for me from this conversation is to be open to doing different things, but to learn what you like, you got to try stuff. Yes. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So if you're out there and you are a creative and you're not sure what career path you want to follow, there is hope. You can actually figure you it out. You can do whatever you, you want. And, yeah. um, yeah, I would say my advice would be to do what you love because you're going to be at work a lot. So For sure, for sure. <laughs> or you should at least like it and the like people it. you work with, and it sounds like you do. Yeah, I've kind of got the best of both worlds. So. Well, awesome. Well, yeah. congratulations, and thanks for doing this and being here with us. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. And thanks to everyone who took the opportunity to listen to this episode of the Asher Marketing Podcast. We'll be back next week with another great guest, and we hope you'll join us then.